Hello and welcome to Ask Lur, the podcast where you ask Lur. And for the purposes of the asking, this week or this month, Lur are Ian. Your boy. Paul. Hello. And me, Kathleen. And all of these askings and lures are largely brought to you by your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. We are truly and like legitimately honestly thankful uh, and appreciative, deeply appreciative of the support you give us there. And I know this, I don't sound like I'm being all that convincing saying it, but this is just what I sound like when I'm trying to be sincere. This is just my voice. <laughs> And the asking questions part is very specifically brought to us uh, via YouTube memberships. Uh, we really and truly deeply appreciate the support we get on YouTube as well. And one of the perks you get uh, for that is that you get to ask us questions every month. Uh, the link is in the description for where you can find those monthly question posts. And they're also on the youtube.com slash loading ready run description page. So what's the first question? For this month, it's from Bizer603. Oh, and it's for me, so I get to keep talking. Excellent. Uh, my wife and I are excitedly expecting our first child, a girl, exclamation point. As someone who is in the process of raising a child, what is your favorite advice that you've learned or been told? Um, I think the best advice is that, all, that the only thing babies need is, uh, is, is really is love and like the abs and like the basic necessities of life. Obviously they need food. They need a, pl a safe place to sleep. It can be literally a cardboard box. They give them out to you in Europe, uh, for that purpose. Uh, seriously, mm. you know, they don't, they don't need a whole bed that they, they just need a little box to be safe in. they're oh, very so low key, but the only thing <laughs> children truly need is love and support. So I think that's very good advice. Uh, also, like, you don't have to show your children cartoons that you don't want to watch personally. So Penelope's never seen any Disney musicals. Amazing. <laughs> I feel Amazing. like I've deprived her, though. Like, I feel kind of bad because other kids like it so much. But it's like, eh, she gets to, she's watched My Little Pony. Like, she's it, watched other things. It's not like Kathleen, she's not allowed to watch anything. I mean, she can, I have she had can watch so little engagement. I've had so little engagement with the, with the pop culture of my youth. And I turned out fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not a complete weirdo. <laughs> Did you have a lot of people uh, giving you advice that was sometimes unsolicited when you were... No, uh... I don't have the kind of face that you offer unsolicited <laughs> advice to. But uh, that was advice from my sister when she came to stay with me because she had a kid before I did. Uh, and so, you know, that was, that was good advice. Uh, but most of the time, like, you know, just, I don't know if you're, if you're worried, check it out, love your children unconditionally. <laughs> don't make the, don't let them watch shitty cartoons. I think can basically covered it, cover most of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A winning formula. Yeah. I, uh, Oh, as many books as they want. Trick them into thinking mm -hmm. that's a fun treat after bedtime. Ah, nice. All right, our next question comes to us from Harold Price. Oh, Kathleen, name three musical acts you'd like to see in a concert. Ian, name three racetracks you would like to drive on. Paul, name three delicious pastries you would like to eat. I've talked for a lot and I need time to think. So one of you has to tell me about pastries or racetracks first. <laughs> I, I'm just happy that this is my thing, apparently, is delicious pastries. 
yeah. Well, I, I laid that foundation very well. <laughs> well, I've, I've got the answer uh, on the top of my head here. It's oh. pretty easy for me. Uh, first and foremost would be Le Mans. I mean, I, the fact that I just finished the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans quite recently for the seventh year in a row. And based on number of people who've driven with me, it occurred to me that I have spent at least six days of my life not like six days going out to the track and having a few laps. No, six 24-hour periods at least of my life driving this track at speed. I should probably at least try to do it once <laughs> in some real way. Where is it? Is it in France? Yeah, it's in a France in a, in a town called Le Mans. Do you... In fact, the... There's a portion of the uh, a good portion of the track is actually uh, public roads that for the 24 hour race are cordoned off to be a major track. But uh, yeah, because like because how long is the track? It, oh, God, it's I think uh, eight, eight or so kilometers. No, that That's seems short. Yeah. It's, it's 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 not a short track. Do you, do you think that if you if you went to Le Mans you know, and drove the track for real, you'll be getting like massive deja vu the whole time. Absolutely. <laughs> Trying to like apex I, I, all the corners and stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not a big mo watcher of motorsports, but uh, there was Ford versus Ferrari. I did not realize until I was in the middle of the, the movie that when they're going down the race and, oh, this is Lamont's. Oh, I know that. Oh God, I know that corner. He's going way too fast. No. You knew did he was crash going in the movie. Sorry? Did he crash in the movie? Yes, absolutely. <gasps> so you, you knew, called it. You knew he was going too fast before. Wow. Yeah, it's you. You can you can feel it. You can see that, especially if you're spending that much time in a simulator where it's all two D anyway, and you have to e extrapolate to begin with. Oh man, Ian, do you know what would happen if you actually went to Le Mans? You <laughs> would find it so stressful because you'd just be driving along a normal city road. Yep. There must be a real <laughs> ah. problem. Like at in Le Mans, like people, oh. people being like, "Hey, the rest of the year, this is not a racetrack." <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's, it's ironic because I did have to do one lap at high at regular highway speeds for the track, simply because I was extremely low on fuel and needed to conserve it to get around the track in order to continue going and not be disqualified. Wow. Um, I I love that you play with all these extra rules, so it's like you know extra hard. <laughs> We try to make it as, as, as real as possible sometimes. <laughs> uh, easy answer on the other two tracks here, though. Just keep moving along here. Uh, the next one would be Laguna Seca, which is the uh, track down I believe, in Florida. But it's got the corkscrew, which is one of the most difficult curves that you can have in, a, uh, in any track, which is a extreme 90-degree uh, turn into a into an opposite snake at an extreme elevation change. So you're you're having to go up to the top of the hill, break and make sure that you've, you've bled off enough speed that you can make the turn and not have your momentum keep pulling you up and therefore losing more traction. It's, a, it's an amazingly technical and pleasant turn when you nail it and absolute hell when you don't. Wow, that sounds so challenging to drive. If you go up fast enough, you just go right over the top of the hill. Yeah, exactly. No, James no, Bond that's movie. exactly it. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when I heard Corkscrew, I was immediately thinking, like, you know, Mario Kart Rainbow Road style. 
<laughs> I was like, that's not, they can't have that real track, right? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, this, so there's a loop somewhere? Like it's a ridge they have to run? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, people are going to want the, to know the answer to question three. I was, it's a toss-up in my mind between the Top Gear test track Mm. and the Nürburgring in Germany. And I think I have to go with the Nürburgring just because it's a something I can probably actually drive at some point in my life. It, it, you, they just sell tickets that you can just... Uh, they have like, like a toll road. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. but uh, that and I haven't actually... Of the times I've driven on the Top Gear test track in Sims, I've never actually managed to get the track right in my mind because it's not well marked out. No, I can imagine that. Yeah. I can I imagine think the stick that it's does a vague. lot of heavy lifting in terms of instructing you where this track is and how to navigate it. Mm. So, do you know about music or pastries? Who wants next? Let's hear about uh, pastries. All right, delicious. Uh, three delicious pastries I'd like to eat. I was now. I'm. I'm a pretty. Uh, uh, I, I'm. 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 I don't distinguish too much. Like delicious pastries are delicious, you know. Like you can't go too wrong with like some sort of sweet bready thing with some sort of sweet thing on top of it. But it's a high bar. Yeah, but there are, <laughs> but there are uh, things that may be better than others. Um, I remember, I think it was Dandy Geek Ben brought those like they're like Viking Viking cup. Is that what they're oh, called? Yeah. They're like a yes. they're they're like a cupcake, but it's like actually a, it's like a cinnamon bun, but in with a big, large cream and, large amount of yeah. cream cheese frosting. I'm a big fan of cream cheese frosting. <laughs> oh, those are so mm. good. Uh, there's something that now I'm not sure if this is the real name for this. Might just be the name that, that this recipe was when I was a kid. But there's a thing that we used to make called chip it chocolate toffee bars. That it was like basically Ooh. like a layer of like cookie, a layer of toffee, chocolate, and then like uh, uh, peanuts on top and stuff. And it was oh uh, it was an excellent, excellent comment. Those those would not last very long at all. Like they would barely <laughs> last like the next day after they we 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 baked them. I don't like I said I don't know if that's like a recipe that it actually exists or or whether that was just like the recipe the the name that was like written on the index card. <laughs> but anyway, nothing I've experienced. But you say toffee, and I'm in, interested. Mm. And then uh, the last one, I I gotta have something. Uh, I'm a big fan of like fruit in a in a thing like a a, a really good like a Danish or a, something mm. like that. You know, glut some sort of mm. yeah. Some sort of uh, fruit-filled thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. But, but like I said, you know, the the combination of ingredients that go into uh, the majority of pastries, you could just kind of put them together in a bowl, and it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't go. T- it's like you know, ice cream or something. Like you can't go too far wrong. <laughs> Like some sort of a shoe cream uh, poke bowl. Oh, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> there's, there's a, a the place, um, uh, the the grocery store right near me makes something called lazy pierogies, which is literally 
they, they, they have it like in the deli counter and it's just all the stuff that's in pierogies, but just here, here it all is in like, here's a wadge of it. Here's just like a wadge of it. Yeah. And it's just like, sure. Okay. It's just not, it's not formed into pierogies, but all the stuff is there. (laughs) Is it it just like cheesy mashed potatoes with some extra bits? Cheesy mashed potatoes with like bacon stuff and, uh, uh, um, yeah, bits of whatever the uh, dough of pierogies are made out of. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, Get perfect. the dough, too. Add your own sour cream and stuff on top. And exactly. Delish. Okay. <sighs> All right. So those are Paul's pastry choices, but what are my band choices? Well, I'm going to have to say Boards of Canada because they don't play live anymore and haven't since, like, I don't know. It's probably been 20 years since they've done a live show, so they're not going to. So that one's easy. See your are, bands while you can. Are they still yeah. are they still together and they just aren't aren't touring or? or... <laughs> I don't know. It's been like I don't know, it's like seven years, ten years, or something since they released their last album. But that's no, it's I can't remember. Um, but the point being, that's not that long for them. So <laughs> we'll see. It's, Who knows? It's Kathleen, the eccentric millionaire, goes boards of Canada, come perform for me. Oh, uh, they'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> they're the kind of people who you could not like the thing is there are so many millionaires who have already made them that offer and they've always said no oh, or maybe wow. they're only playing privately yeah that's but true they maybe play, they're secretly playing for people i don't know if i if i hired boards of canada to play for me i'd be like look i in, you know here's what i'd hire them to do i'd be like you don't need to play for me i don't think that you're necessarily a live a live act anyhow can i hire you to put together the set that you would play live perform it at your house and just give me it on the condition that i can then let other people hear it Ooh. i would hire them to do to make me what they consider a live set and then as long as i could release it mm, publicly so other people could enjoy it or they could charge for it or something. Basically, I want you to put on a gig, but you don't have to go anywhere and do anything. So, like, I want you to make it. Basically, I want you to put out a live album or another live album. Yeah. Well, there's some official. There's There's a couple of recordings of their like three concert. They're like they've played like literally like two to three concerts ever. Mm. Right. That is it's rare. Yes. Uh, and there have been, they've all, they were all recorded for posterity and they're up on YouTube now with varying degrees of background crowd noise. And the songs, like some of the songs that they played, have still not been released to this day. Ooh. Like we don't even know what they're called. <laughs> I love Boards of Canada. They have so like much it. lore. It's just like King Gizzard. Uh, but anyhow, <laughs> they're great and their live stuff is really good. But I don't think I necessarily need to be there standing amongst other people to experience the new sounds. Uh, two other bands I would see. Aphex Twin may have a shot at seeing uh, Aphex Twin live. I don't know. Puts out music and plays at a fairly regular, but not a lot clip. And then third one, uh, the person doesn't. The band doesn't need to still be alive, right? No, this is this is fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Okay, a made-up band. Well, oh, a I'd real band, Beatles, I would then. think, but more the. <laughs> I just, I mean, if I could go back in time, I'd see the Beatles when they started doing drugs, obviously. Uh, not Ooh. like, we love you. Yeah, yeah, Beatles. I got too it's a loud. Post invasion, but. Yeah, yeah. When they started getting, uh, when they st- when they weren't healthy, nice young men anymore. <laughs> when you wouldn't be like literally deafened by screaming people. 
I just, I would be, I'd be at the front. I'd be the one girl. If this was possible and it was like a historical film, you'd see all the other people screaming. Mm. And it was, you know, lots of, it was enthusiastic male fans as well. It wasn't just a, but you'd see all the other fans going. And just the Beatles, be. They'd play for a private concert too, if they got the right price. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm talking like, you know, back in time when they're all still alive though. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'd be standing there like this with my arms crossed, but that does mean I'm having a good time. It's just that that's my defensive posture from being at a concert. I truly enjoy seeing music. I swear to God. There's a story. There's a great story. I think I heard from like Ringo or something. They're talking about they were doing a tour and I think they were, they were in like Germany or somewhere. And there had been something about that, you know, that they were such a, uh, 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 the sexy band or whatever that that the that that like less women were going did like people were their the parents were like keeping the girls away and stuff so they oh. they get to the thing and there was just as much screaming but they were it was like slightly lower <laughs> they're like this is kind of weird <laughs> and then the, the highest lights are like oh okay <laughs> the Beatles were a, a universally appealing band uh, not just little teenage girls like them at the beginning uh but then they got really weird and that's when i hopped on the train <laughs> <laughs> all right our next question comes from mh hut 333 what's one skill or personality aspect you admire in the other two mm -hmm. have you learned anything from that yourself what a wonderful question um i've just been talking so i'm gonna kick it over to ian or paul please go ahead and answer that question Definitely something I should have thought about ahead of time, not just punching it to you guys so I get a couple more seconds. Uh, not, it was not a question I prepared for. I'll let you know that. I'll say, um, uh, I mean, for, for one thing, um, you know, having having been uh, running tech on, uh, you know, Tinker Taylor Solder Fry for uh, uh, a lot of the time, and stuff i uh i very much admire uh ian's uh just go for it <laughs> attitude that you know and sometimes stuff doesn't work out on tinker taylor solder mm -hmm. fry and like that's okay you know we still you know we learned something and it was a fun experience uh i um yeah and and, and just or or you know trying you saw uh a project that somebody was working on or you're interested in taking, you know, finding out about something and just kind of, uh, going for it. And, uh, I, I think that's, that's, that's very cool. And something that, uh, I, uh, uh I would like to do more of myself. <laughs> and, and Kathleen, definitely, uh, the, the, I don't know, like the the uh, uh, or not organizing, but like actually, you know, making making a plan of doing doing something, sticking and sticking through and doing it, and having like a process to do the thing. I often make plans for things that I want to do, but I don't actually have a way to get from A to B. Uh, and so that, that, uh, ability is, uh, something that I definitely would like to be able to do more. And I think that you are very good at. Oh, thank and, you so much, Paul. 
and also uh, helping other people do that by, you know, actually like writing down what you're doing, which is, again, something that I struggle with often. <laughs> I, well, I, I need documentation because I'm so bad at doing things. <laughs> But see, I'm like, what do I do? So I mean, that's 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 one of the interesting things, right? Like maybe that maybe that that quality doesn't necessarily come naturally to you, but you have you you have uh, developed skills to compensate for that. So and like that's that's also great. Oh, thank you, Paul. Paul, I think uh, the thing I admire about you the most is that you have a really uh, sunny outlook on life. You are, no, I'm serious. Like you, you have a kind of wonderful and gentle unflappableness, right? Which I deeply admire because, you know, I don't like, you know, I, I, I get like a little literal minor setback and on the inside it's like a steam kettle erupting. It's just like, Fwee! I'm so upset. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, but you just, just have this ability to just kind of, you're like, you, you're, you roll with the punches. And it's not to say that you don't feel things or express emotion or joy or anything like that, but you have just a wonderful demeanor and patience and calmness and ability to go oh that's not quite right let me try that again that just i do not have and could never hope to have like you're on you're you don't get flustered when tech stuff goes wrong you just go oh, okay i will fix it oh, thank meanwhile you. my steam kettle would be just it'd be it'd be dry and a fire would have started right like it'd be awful uh <laughs> as someone who takes relatively heavy duty antidepressant medication it's nice to be told you have a steady outlook <laughs> <laughs> well i i don't know i feel like i think i think that that you i think you are it's working for you i guess i don't know how do i dig up oh no uh <laughs> I mean, it's good it's well i mean thank you. I, I, i've got an answer here if you if you if you need a note, Kathleen. Yes. Yes. I can absolutely uh, deal with both of you, uh, uh, both uh, all in one. And I, I really, honestly, have to say, I, I, I on beyond anything else, I absolutely admire your ability to remember the names and faces of celebrities <laughs> and <laughs> and the things that they've done. See, so you remember names and faces of celebrities but just not which names are connected to which faces. <laughs> you may have like actual, like some sort of face blindness disorder. I'm but, not, I'm not, but only when rushing to find that out yet. Okay. Face blindness, <laughs> but only when people get above a certain level of success. Mm -hmm. Well, only when they're people you ostensibly shouldn't care about, but somehow you're expected to know. This isn't about me. This is about you and, I, and how much I, appreciate that you have this knowledge that i can i can lean on when i need it <laughs> thank you it's one of my it's one of my special specialities at trivia is knowing who random celebrities are and why they're important so thank you very much <laughs> uh, and then do you want to do paul you said you could do paul oh, that and was me. both of you at once oh that was both of us at once oh yeah. well i have i have i have an individualized compliment for you ian oh no <laughs> Thank you. You made me think of it, so now it's happening. Ian, I really admire your culinary skills. Thank you. 
I feel that most people are not good cooks because I am very picky about my food. And uh, I know that you are a good cook, and I I, rec- I recognize that you are that you not only have a naturally good palate, or you've honed it over time, uh, but you uh, you really work hard on your skills. And I appreciate how cool that is, and how good all the food that you make looks, and all of the things that you're willing to try. I think that's awesome. Well, coming from someone who is, I also respect in the culinary arts. That means a lot. Oh. Oh, this has been feels time on Askler. Um, let's quickly change the subject. Eric Shinwanery asks, what's the spiciest food you've eaten or think you could tolerate? Uh, speaking oh. of cooking. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually not even something I've cooked. Uh, and this is probably a, a, an embarrassing story. In, in fact, uh, uh, back when I used to live in Edmonton, I used to frequent a place called Mucho Burrito, which was a uh, a, a chain restaurant of burritos. In fact, it, I, I love it so much, I've got the, the mascot from their pre-renovation uh, and pre-rebranding uh, just hanging on my wall. You can see it on Cantor Horses Club, Johnny Mucho in the background. That's where uh, Mucho Burrito, okay. Yes, I have seen so, that in uh, the background sometimes, and now now we know. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Uh, every Halloween, they would do a themed burrito that they called the Ghost Pepper Burrito. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, for those in the know, Ghost Pepper is not the hottest pepper, but it's a very, it's, 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 it's up there. It's one of, like, I would say it's one of the hottest, I think it's probably the hottest pepper that it's not, like, semi- like legally difficult to get your hands on. Yeah. <laughs> it was the hottest pepper up until like 10, 15 years ago where they started going totally nutso with like, yeah, it's, making... it's no California reaper, but anyway, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it's a very real hot, hot pepper, real hot. And they, they and they, 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 they sold the ghost, uh, their ghost pepper, which was, uh, uh, the normal version, which had, uh, just a little bit of ghost pepper in the, uh, in the wrap. And then a little bit of sprinkled in the in in, in the uh, in the meat when it was cooking up. So not actually like a lot, but enough to make it pretty spicy, right? Yeah, just just enough to make give you that little kick. Okay. For one day only around Halloween, they would sell the real thing, mm. oh. which was ghost pepper tortilla, ghost peppers uh, chopped up as your salsa, just chopped ghost peppers, oh. sprinkled along. Uh, some sort of probably ghost pepper jalapeno or ghost pepper uh, mozzarella cheese. And what they called, and what I loved the most of it, was their fig ghost pepper jam for what they called a little sweet heat. It wasn't uh, a little, but it definitely was nice and sweet. And this burrito was one of the things that I have, one of the only hot things I've had to pause in the middle of each version of just to sit and contemplate what I've done to myself as I sweat away everything that's inside of me. I really appreciate that it was, it's not just like a burrito with a ton of ghost pepper in it. They like integrated the ghost pepper into every element of the burrito. (laughs) They, 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 They did the work and, and honestly, I really miss the fig jam with the ghost peppers. I, the like spicy uh, uh, spicy pepper jam can be very tasty. Mm. Oh, sorry, ghost pepper uh, bacon also. It of just course, occurred. could you taste anything other than the ghost pepper at that point, though? 
you know, the sour cream and the guacamole helped mm. to regulate, but no, at a certain point, it just became burn and texture. And then that little bit of uh, a fig jam. Oh, how was your next day? Ian? <laughs> um, <laughs> contemplative. <let's say. laughs> I've eaten a few spicy things in my life. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, what a good question. The day 413 says, if you each had to pick a superpower to give to each other, who would get what powers? Ooh. I'm I sorry, would... Paul. I really want to give you stretch. Stretching? Like Mr. Fantastic <laughs> style? I feel like you're just a really good Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. All right. Mr. Fantastic slash Plastic Man slash whoever. Hmm. I'm I'm down with that. St stretchy, stretchy. I mean, uh, just like currently, uh, Kathleen, some sort of levitation ability for for Ooh. you would be super handy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I wouldn't want to fly because I don't like going fast. But man, just being able to like effortlessly zoot along, like I was honestly thinking, foot above uh... the floor. Acoustic manipulation, which could involve flight. Oh, it just involves pressure waves in the air. Oh, I love the idea. Fun. I do love the idea of a superhero who has the power of flight, but can only fly like a couple feet off the ground <laughs> and can't really go faster than you can like run. <laughs> and so they're for for practical purposes it doesn't actually give them access to anywhere that they wouldn't normally be able to access it's like wonder woman's <laughs> invisible segue <laughs> i'd still be really cool though hopefully it would be effortless though because if i had to like think about it the whole time so if i was like walking or like floating around <laughs> Like having to concentrate. Oh, oh that would be no brutal. fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. Ian, I will give you the superpower to eat the spiciest thing you want, <laughs> and with no Perfect. after effects, just Ooh. passes Perfect. through. Uh, 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 appreciated, but undamaged, uh, und without leaving anything behind. Um, let's see, Paul. I mean, the, uh, obviously the joke is that I'd give you the ability to install Linux on anything. <laughs> but thanks to the GPL, that's actually just anyone's superpower. You too, well, like, you, wanna... you at home, yeah. you can install Linux on things. Just like the idea of, of, of there's like a sick elephant and somebody's like, oh my God, is there a doctor of veterinary medicine in the house? And you're like, no, but I've installed Linux yeah. on the elephant. Does that help the elephant? No, it does not. <laughs> you wouldn't fisk an elephant. But now it can, I don't know, do Linux things. Uh, <sighs> I mean, there, uh, there, system. there's been a couple of uh, video games that are, that are quite neat where, where you could do, like, they sort of have, like, a meta level of, like, thing where it's, you can, like, there's a, a thing where you can like manipulate the code of a creature. Like there's like a little creature that you can mm. be like, you know, click on the creature and change what it does. And it's like a puzzle thing. That would be pretty neat to be able to do, you know, to mess with it's like, Hey, take off the <laughs> sick tag on this elephant. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you could manipu- if you could manipulate the nature of reality just by changing the tags at which objects are with, I have a list of people and things I'd like to change. <laughs> yeah, that'd be some heavy duty re- reality warping that would have to take place there. That's 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 some, that's very strong powers. I mean, if, if if the way you interact with the world is Linux, everything is a file. Well, that's like seeing the Matrix level. The, what if you could only do it on things that are like less than ten centimeters square? That's like a good trade-off. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a there's an X Men character called Forge, whose whole thing was Ooh. just like innate understanding uh, and uh, ability with like machines. He could. I don't know if he could like talk. I don't think he could actually like talk to machines, but just like he would, just could like look at a thing and understand it, and then he could like make make stuff basically out of you know junk pile of junk. He could like understand how work. Basically, what? Yeah. yeah so sort of, but, but sort of uh, to the level of a superhero, not just somebody who is good at <laughs> tinkering. That's not just a Unix system. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's like so in Marvel Snap, uh that's the only place I know Forge from. But I knew who you were talking about because I've seen him in Marvel Snap where his power <laughs> is to give the next card you play plus two, which is not very useful. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to to distill down innate understanding of machines uh, into uh the the a card game that has like not that many different <laughs> axes that it could operate on. Yeah, they can they can bump one or two numbers, I guess. Really. <laughs> also, I look forward, Kathleen, to your ranking of the, all the Marvel superheroes based solely on their usefulness within Marvel Snap. Oh, ask me questions. I have opinions. <laughs> it's sort of like when when Beach was playing uh, uh, Magic Puzzle Quest. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, he cared about the storyline. Well. Uh, anyhow, speaking of, uh, speaking of storylines and moving on, (laughs) Daniel Solis has our next question. Surprise! You're in Starfleet as the crew of a shiny new starship, having adventures every week, and you get to pick your role in the crew. What role do you choose? Oof. Mm. Something I, I would like to work in, like, I don't know. I don't think I have the stones to be part of the away team, uh, to be honest with you. I think, I don't know, something where I can stay on the ship and they can ask me questions. Maybe I'm a morale officer. I run the trivia nights. I assume that all Federation starships are just dangerous as, like, the Enterprise. Like, the Enterprise (laughs) is probably an outlier in terms of number of catastrophic things that it encounters, right? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, I, hmm, it's interesting. I've I, 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 I realized in my career in jobby job land that I don't actually enjoy writing. So that basically takes any form of command position out of line because that's too much reports I need to start doing. Mm-hmm. Engineering used to seem like it'd be fun, but I, what I really want to do is hang out with Jordy. I don't necessarily want to actually be fixing the tubes. And it occurs to me, really, I just need to be a pilot. I, I I need to take that Tom Paris uh, approach, you know, you know, Be- senior grade lieutenant for life, but ace pilot all the way through. Nice. It's I love that in in 
in Star Trek, it's never even totally clear what a pilot does. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they push buttons, but do they? Are they're not actually? They don't seem to be actually like going. And they'll be like execute maneuver J fifty five Delta, and then they'll right. like but push two buttons. But it's apparently interesting enough that Picard wants to keep getting back at the con. Right, right. And you apparently you have like a fair amount of control. It's not just like autopilot. It's just. It just mm-hmm. looks like it's like looks like StarCraft underneath there. <laughs> <laughs> They've got incredible micro. Uh, <laughs> I bet there's, yeah, I bet there's a good job like doing holodeck stuff, you know. Ooh, holodeck stuff. you could be the holodeck technician. Holodeck, yeah, holodeck. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to like fix holodecks, but maybe, but like program. You got to test the programs stuff. as well. You yeah, gotta program them, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah, somebody be- says. Whatever the the twenty fourth century equivalent uh, of like a web developer yeah. <laughs> is, are you, are you I guess, into content creators inside Star Trek again. Yeah. They... Oh my god! Two of us did pick content creators. I said I'd host the trivia night. Oh my god! <laughs> like somebody's. They... I don't know if that's ever like come up in Star Trek, but the idea of like yeah that there's you'd think there would be like holodeck shows or whatever that would get like broadcast out every couple of weeks to all the, like the ships around the fleet absolutely someone had are. to write the the uh, the dixon uh, the dixon uh, hill mystery somebody's yes. writing dixon hill right all somebody, novels are a thing yeah somebody's yeah, setting yeah. up that somebody is putting all of the trees and putting all of the assets in right somebody's building that level essentially just, <laughs> Some, you know somebody has to uh uh program the holodeck version of boards of canada playing a concert and then you can go and watch mm-hmm. it mm. but oh, just but just by your you don't have to have all the you don't have to have all the screaming people or whatever what do you think uh quirks only fans bill is <sighs> okay moving on <laughs> Bruce Clark 7051 says, I cannot stand Pink Floyd. Do any of you not like something which is apparently universally loved by all? Mm. I mean, I said earlier. Spicy opinions. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, ghost pepper burritos. No. (laughs) Spicy opinions you regret the next day. Yeah. I, I said, I said earlier that like, I, Penelope's not watched a lot of like Disney musicals because I personally don't like them, which I feel like is a fairly odious position to hold. <laughs> of course, Graham being a big fan of musicals as well. Yeah, Graham is a big fan of musicals, but I don't have to watch them with him because I can love him, but not the things he does. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My uh, <laughs> my brother has gotten like he's living in Boston right now, and he's gotten like super into musicals. Uh, uh, him and his partner are like very uh uh very into apparently Boston is like where the cool it's like where the cool musicals get like tested before they go to like Broadway. Oh. So it's like you get to see indie musicals? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, oh. he'll be like call me and be like, you know, I saw this person on stage. They were like right there." And I'm like, "Good, I guess. That's a famous <laughs> music. Who's this person? That's a famous Just- musical." person so yay good (laughs) i mean i'm I'm immediately i'm piqued by the idea of an indie musical oh yeah there's tons there are a lot of musicals that don't get 
you know, that don't go very far, you know, Pat, the, the ones that are on Broadway or whatever are, are the, you know, the mainstream ones, the tiny percentage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Mm. they still get staged. That's amazing. Hmm. Uh, Suddenly interest rising. (laughs) I'm in terms of media, um, I've never been uh, something that I, I really uh, uh, react or, or I, I'm not a fan of sort of uncomfortableness humor. Mm. Um, I've never mm. really been able to get into like The Office or, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm or sort of shows where they're I and I can appreciate them on a uh, uh, from a technical point of view and be like, yes, you know. This is I, I can understand why this is funny, but mm-hmm. it just, uh, yeah, it, it can be very. Uh, it just sort of makes tends to make me kind of uncomfortable, and I don't not something not not something I want to spend time with. You know, there's a certain type of humor. Often comedians find it particularly funny, which is kind mm. of like uh, the kind that that kind of sort of extremely weird uh uncomfortable humor uh often comedians themselves find very funny uh but it yeah it doesn't quite do it for me uh and uh i it, it could be um uh a little yeah it, it it just just it's like i get what you're doing but i do not want to see this Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel very similarly, so maybe we're two pariahs in a pod. <laughs> Ian, what do you hate that you shouldn't? I, I mean, I've, I've, I, I had a hard time with this actually. I thought I had the quick answers with the with G Gundam, which everyone apparently loves, but I've I've come around on that as to not hating it anymore. Oh, no. oh okay. Uh, it, 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 and I've actually find it an interesting addition to the the, the greater whole. Uh, professional sports in general was a big bugaboo of mine, and then until I realized, no, it's 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 been many things. Capitalism is the problem here. You take the money out of professional sports, and it's fine. Yeah, sports sports are actually super fun to watch but i don't care about making sports my identity but i appreciate that sports are enjoyable and i'm really in a phase in my life where i just want people to love what they love but that said please don't make me listen to the tragically hip and don't make it part of canadian culture there's so much things that are canadian culture which are just not universal people but Bijan loves the tragically hip and your best friends. I know. And I, I think what makes Beach and I best friends is that we have so many things that we don't share. I was like Grave and I in the musicals. I mean, I got to say, yeah. Uh, I, I don't not, I don't dislike tragically hip. I just don't have that many, that strong opinions of them. To be honest, I, I don't haven't yeah. listened to a lot of their songs. They got some uh, yeah. good songs. I, it comes some of their songs, but, and they haven't been they haven't grabbed me. But they always it always comes up in like you know, if you're Canadian, oh, you know this song, and I'm like, I, I don't think I do. Uh, so yeah, I feel I I do feel uh, uh, that a slight slight uh, sort of Canadian pressure on that. But you know, mm-hmm. that's how it is. That's how. It is. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I'll agree there's with that. so much of Canadian that's, that is that. But you know, if you love the tragically hip, great, good on you. There's, exactly. there's a t- ton of stuff, and I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> 
just, just oh wait that's not right sorry i was like what what kind of neg is that and it's just because the lead singer died no it, it's legitimate it, it's a legitimate tragedy oh i thought like you're just you know saying that they were in the, the wrong team you know the rest of the tragically <laughs> tragically hit went on to sell weed good 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 choice i mean we'll yeah, let history I, decide i i don't know i feel like i feel like Nobody was that surprised, and I think it speaks volumes to Canadians as a whole that this universally beloved band, their next thing is like, obviously, we can't make music anymore. We can't tour. Our musical careers are done because Gord was such an integral part. We're never going to replace him. One, that's very like A plus to that. But two, that they were like, all right, so we got to make a new way of making money, so we're going to sell weed. And everybody was like, well, you're still like canada's house band we still love you because secretly we've all been smoking weed this whole time <laughs> and uh, selling intoxicants after being an entertainer is a time-honored tradition in canada thanks to people like wayne gretzky and his line of wines and oh. dan Aykroyd and his crystal skull vodka i was gonna mention dan Aykroyd and his crystal skulls <laughs> <laughs> at one point i tracked down a crystal skull and i was like eh, it's a skull <laughs> i had gotta... two in my youth and then then i grew up yeah it's, I mean, it's a heck of a vodka. I mean, I think I think it is important though to you know what you're talking about, Ian. It's like it's like yeah, there's definitely there's stuff that everyone you know everyone loves, and then you that you might not like, or something that you like that other people don't, and that's totally cool. And mm -hmm. and just because everyone likes something doesn't mean you you have to like it, and vice versa. Uh, and just because we've said, if we've said something up here, uh, that you, you like, that's, that's not saying that that thing is bad in any way, just doesn't mm -hmm. particularly, uh, touch fantasy. I, for instance, quite like Pink Floyd. Uh, oh, so I, I love would, Pink Floyd. I, I disagree with Bruce Clark on this topic, but that's totally fine. I understand why somebody might not like Pink Floyd. But uh, there it is. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just the the I know. And sometimes there is that thing about like when you like something, like uh, you sometimes get like over over enthusiastic about it, and you wanna you want to make other people feel the excitement that you feel, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. a very and that's a natural thing like and it, that's fine like i i get that it, you know that that's not something to be ashamed of but understand that it might not quite pan out the way you want it to yeah well and <laughs> sometimes when people when people like pester you about a thing it can get your hackles up when people are like well you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this you can kind of like subconsciously go well i'm now i'm not going to very uh, easily <laughs> but here, I mean, tv we... shows are always the problem with that right everyone's like yeah. oh you have to watch this and then now I don't. Now I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> my my dad very famously also did not like Pink Floyd because my dad uh, was a punk, oh. and so he was listening to like that, and he just thought Pink Floyd were a bunch of old washed up rockers, right? Um. So, but then I was in the car with my dad. And we were driving somewhere and it was a long car trip and I was driving. So I got to put on the music. So I put on dark side of the moon because this is 
quite a long time ago and at that and i don't know about i guess like 10 years ago for a long period of time i decided i would figure i would i already kind of liked it so i was like i'm gonna go through and sort of systematically knock out every dad rock band and listen to all of their music and sort of like add to my mm-hmm. 70s discography and it took me like a couple of years to do it i stopped listening to new music entirely so i was on my pink floyd kick because that was took a long time and was very enjoyable and so i put on dark side of the moon and my dad was like is this Dark Side of the Moon? And I was like, yeah, this album rules. And it turns out he had not ever really like properly listened to it because he was a punk kid. And then, you know, he, you know, appreciated it later in life. So there you go. I like, I like that you introduced your dad to a dad rock band. I know. I, 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 it was a very ironic moment. Also Just thinking about the, yeah. I mean, Pink Floyd is one yeah. of those bands where you like some of it, you might not like the rest of it either. It's yeah, it's very uh, varied, shall we say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only like there's only like a few Pink Floyd albums I'm going to go back and listen to now, honestly, after gone through and, and listening to them all. I'm going to basically skip all of the early Pink Floyd. I know, fake Pink Floyd fan, <laughs> but whatever. Like Dark Side of the Moon, Echoes, like hook me up with all that mainstream shit that everybody else likes. They're classics. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes things are, sometimes people say that they like the thing because it's just really likable. That said, with regards to what you were saying, Paul, about uh, media and then people hounding you to watch a television show, oh. I bet that went back as far as theater itself. Like people were probably saying, oh, you got to see this new Romeo and Juliet. It's the best thing that Shakespeare's ever done. Yeah, much ado about my now. ass. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, Aristophanes got this banger of a play. <laughs> Fuck Aristophanes. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's an asshole. He owes me three lira. <laughs> yeah, I don't know well, what kind of money they yeah, use. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to go into the third piano concerto because, like, I haven't heard the other two. I feel like hey, I get I lost. To, <laughs> yeah, I have no, to I listen to them all before I get to this. That's too yeah. much. Yeah, one didn't speak to me. I skipped two, and I'm like, not getting back in no, with no, three. No, no. Like, three, three is where it really you got to get through one and two, and three is where it really kicks off. See, that's the thing. Wait a minute, I got to listen to Venus and Mercury before I get the Jupiter. <laughs> Before I get the Mars bringer of war? What is this? Yeah. Don't give me any of those faffing about planets. I want the planet that sounds like it's ready to kick a butt. <laughs> I bet that was a thing being like, oh, oh, you, 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 you like it. You, you just like Mars bringer of war. Yeah. Uh, fake fan. Yeah. You just like the fake super like mainstream one. Yeah. 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 Fake host fan boy. Planets. Compositions. Was it Holtz who did the planets? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yes. University challenge paying off. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. All right. We've got one last question. And it's oh, just God, for right Ian. No. Oh, so, no. But Ian, I, I, Paul and I may have questions for you. Uh, Ian, which anime, in your opinion, which is legally binding, has more stylish mecha? Gurren Lagan or Code Geass at oh, Geass? How do you Geass, say I believe, yeah. Geass? I, I, I think I say Geass just because of the same way I say artisanal. Uh, okay, Geass? I'm honestly not sure. Okay. But I feel like I got to put on my Gundam hat for this particular question here. <laughs> oh, Sorry. okay. Uh, Wait, is Code Geass not either of those? No, no. In fact, uh, n- neither of those are Gundam series. But 
uh, there is some there is some crossover with regards to it. Now I had to do a little bit of uh, thinking about this one because when you're dealing with uh, with, with 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 mechanical design, you can't just go with uh, with what. Uh, just in the show, you have to go with the lineage of the people behind it. And we're, you know, you look at the uh, people like uh, uh, Gurren Lagann's Yoshinori Yo. He really hasn't done much uh, mechanical design outside of Tenken Top of Gurren Lagann, but he's definitely drawing from that that sort of tokusatsu, that giant robot uh, aesthetic. You know, things are a little bit wackier. Things are a little bit more ex- accentuated. Things are more exaggerated. It's more cartoonish. Cartoonish is absolutely a good word for it. Yes. Speaking okay. Of Gur- Softer. Speaking of giant robots, isn't Gurlagan the one where robots like are the size of solar systems? Yes, and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they have multiple pairs of sunglasses on them, so that probably makes them more stylish. <laughs> Uh, I, I probably answered the question there. I mean, the, the, the other option is you, you go into uh, uh, the, the, the mechanical designer for Code Geass, uh, Teroka Kenji, who is absolutely deep in the uh, mechanical design world. He's been involved in uh, not just a lot of the modern uh, Gundam series, including Gundam, which from Mercury, but he was involved in the mechanical design for Ghost in the Shell standalone complex all three seasons. Oh, So you know, very interesting and, and very varied uh, design from him because you, you've got the code gas, which are... Uh, y- sort of pointy and, and very angular in, in their construction, but also have slight curves along shoulders and whatnot. You can really see that in today's, uh, in the Gundam Ariel from today. And of course, in the uh, uh, the, the roundness of the Tachikomas and the Fuchikomas uh, from, the, from the standalone complex. Um, unfortunately, I don't really jive with that particular uh, style of, of mechanical design. Uh, the closest he's, 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 he's been something that I can really get my hands around is Aldenora Zero, which has more uh, uh, rectangular, uh, actually boxy design with some slight wings to it. But uh, no, if, you, if you want to know what my mechanical tastes are, you need to look at uh, Kazuhisha Kondo, uh, who just makes big chunky boys that look like they're made of, uh, they, they kind of look like they're uh, balloon animals with big shoulder pads, big skirts, and covered in zimmerit and camouflage paint from jungles. I I love the idea that like you that that you know there's particular uh, character designers of course that are that are you know designing these giant mech mecha and robots and things for these shows but also like in the context of the show somebody has to have you know designed that robot right mm-hmm. and so the idea that like uh, that that there could be sort of a a a, a recognizable s- designer style that the pe- for yeah, all the robots that that like somebody teleported uh you know from from the uh universe of one show to the other show would be like oh hey that robot that's one of this guy's designs isn't it <laughs> yeah it's it's very much like the uh, the car design world in that respect and that you can see people's personal influences but also the lineage of design of a particular model throughout the ages all cars look the same there's no such thing as a stylish car these days <laughs> i mean yes uh, They're but, all just uh, blobs on wheels <laughs> Although uh, Penelope did have very strong opinions about what emotions they had. 
That's true. Yes. Sometimes inscrutably so, such as the mind of a child. See, uh, conveying emotion is good design. I bet, but uh, she thought like fully half of them looked mad, and I don't think they're aiming to make the cars look angry. I mean, the, 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 the think about how cars are marketed and who they're marketed to. It's it's usually young, uh, angry adolescent men. They want something that's it's aggressive and looks like it's going to be maybe uh, able to yeah win races, win fights rather than something that's protective and 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 friend shaped, right? Like a dom. <laughs> I love uh, I, that's a wonderful description of Vin Diesel aggressive and friend shaped <laughs> oh I was thinking that Dom stood for something else and I was desperately trying to think of how to transition out of that because it's the end of the podcast we're out of questions thank you for your question Justin Blaine 2753 I appreciated it Ian, thank you for your opinions. Paul, thank you for your opinions. And thank you, everybody else. As a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. We couldn't do what we do without you. Thank you. And the questions on this podcast were brought to you by your kind support over at YouTube. You can get a YouTube subscription or just give us money directly, which is a thing you could just pay people when you watch. I don't if you would like to support us, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. And and if you have a membership, you get to ask questions every month. And there's the link in the description below. And it's on the community page for uh, the posts where you get to ask these questions. So until next time, I've been Kathleen. And joining me was Ian. Your boy. And Paul. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <I'm> so mad. <laughs> This has been Askler. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.